Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, man. Shit, man. Episode 109. You getting up there now? Oh, yeah. It's a fact. But, uh, so, like, how you feel about this, uh, like, this, like, the offseason with the NBA, the free agency? Do you think free agency puts certain teams in better positions to win it? Or did it still just look like the Lakers Nets thing? Man, how I feel about this offseason. Like, looking back at it, looking back at this versus last offseason, um, like I was saying before, like with the moves the Nets had made prior to mm-hmm. last season, that they weren't deep enough to win. Uh, and I said that originally against the Lakers, and then like looking at both how how both of them fell, they didn't have the depth that they needed to make a run. So. And this offseason, both uh both of them did a good job of uh, picking up good bench pieces so they can have a chance to make the run. And the Lakers, they, when they moves, they definitely had the best moves. Veteran squad, a lot of wing defenders. Yeah. Uh. Shooters. My Miami did some shit too though. Miami in the race, like they coming back to get Milwaukee ass. Yeah. You know they got a rivalry. They got a rivalry since the bubble. Like fucking Miami did them niggas dirty in the bubble. Then they beat. They got them back this past offseason with the first round. Right. So you know it's gonna be a part three, and Miami they loaded up, ready to take off the fucking champions. They ready to take them out. Thanks. Got so, Kyle Lowry in there, um, PJ Tucker. Yeah, Tucker just left them boys, so he already you know you know he felt he got a chip on his shoulder, yeah. trying to win it again. So it is what it is. But I heard what Harden said at full strength, nobody could beat the Nets. That's the quote that's circulating today. Yeah, that's um, quite confidence. But but that's a big if between they, him, Kyrie. Kyrie injury, so to speak, but kind of more like it's like 60 40, like 40% injury and 60% Kyrie usual antics. So, you know, you know how he is sometimes he want to play, sometimes he don't. You feel me? Then Harden is like it's 50 50. It's like because the 50% of his is just the injury standpoint. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be in shape? KD. On the injury side, he's like since his last injury, he ain't been injured. Like he had some bullshit. I forgot what they had him out for this past season, but it was some bullshit. But um, it's just like the injury bug. The injury bug right. is always gonna be the if for the Nets because we saw how it played off when they had the when KD got forty points and two and like eighty some points in two games, and yeah. he 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 was out of gas and he elbowed the shot, which everybody in the world thought he would make, you feel me? So he needs that extra help, whether it's not I, – I wouldn't say if Harden injured, he got Kyrie. I still think that's a championship team. Or if Kyrie's injured, he still got James Harden. 
It's still a championship team, but he needs one of those guys. He ain't had neither. Yeah. As far as as far as Harden go, Harden like last season was the only like season I seen him like where he go out with the injuries. For the most part, I seen a lot of seasons where he played a lot of games, like most of the games. Yeah, and got knocked out in the playoffs with Houston. Yeah, and got them Kyrie. Yeah, he he be having his injuries, and then on top, like. He he go out for his personal reasons, but I still like on day end. Not just a not just even them. I feel like they need more solid bench pieces. Cause like Patty Mills, he gonna be good for them though. Like don't get me wrong, but yeah. they 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 need somebody else off that bench that can really run if one of them is. Hurt or they need somebody to catch a breather, basically. Yeah, facts. I was saying, you know, with the 2K ratings and all this shit, the last few years, my nigga, like, they ain't give nobody a 99 since 2K14, I think. Right. You feel me? And now they're trying to say KD and Curry, they deserve 99. I mean, KD should have been a 99 already, though. Yeah. He should have been a 99 with the Warriors for real. Shit, Curry, Curry too. Curry should have been this. He should have been a ninety-nine since the the MVP second MVP, the unanimous MVP. When he got the unanimous MVP, he should have been a ninety-nine. He right. got the second one when it was like no vote against him. Yeah, he should have got ninety-nine that season. But okay. you know, Ronnie, yeah. Because this ain't like long ago, but it was just like three years ago. Niggas was really afraid of the Warriors. Like niggas hated the Warriors, and yeah. like it was tired of that Cleveland, Golden State. I don't know. That was a good rivalry stretch. I mean, it's been more entertaining than you know. Obviously, you know how the shit played out, but it yeah. was still entertaining regardless of who won, though. Or even when KD became in the mix, it was still entertaining though. When a lot of people thought it would just be, you know, it was still they had flashes here and there, but everybody knew who would win once they tipped the scale like that. You feel me? Yeah. But, like, like looking at it, bruh. Just just looking at the eras of all, like looking back at all the era, the Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain era, they LeBron had they, Curry. Like Magic and Bird, it's like LeBron and Curry right. had that shit going. Yeah, so that's just all a part of the history. Got down. They they about to have another battle this year, most likely. So East versus West. That whole shit. They they trying to market that shit. Yeah, they but, are. But to be all the way real, for it to be a history thing, the team of New York is not the Nets. You feel me? Now, the Lakers, if the Lakers and the Knicks, two big market teams in the finals, bro, the NBA going to make a lot of money, you feel me, if that's the standpoint. But it's like a big market team. And, yeah, they got three superstars, but it's like they're still a small market team. But on a money-making standpoint, oh, no, the Knicks, the Knicks, they might come out more solid this time around. They might give the damn. They might give like I don't picture them going out again like that. I I'm I see them probably. They might face Atlanta again. It might be a different result, yo. The Knicks, like I said, yo, like this year, 
nobody thought they would play this good. Okay, people yeah. play, when they played good, they were like, okay, they they just hot right now. But it can't. It kept it kept coming. Then with that D Rose, that leadership that he bring, and he already playoff ready. He he already experienced that. Like he been in the trenches before. He been to the playoffs. He know how to play in the playoffs. You feel me? So they had that. But now I think they're coming back a little bit more humble. They know how to play together. So I think that, you know, the Knicks might be one of those teams people sleeping on, even though they didn't make no, you know, major moves in this free agency. But they, they kept their main young core. And Mitchell Robinson mm-hmm. is coming back, which is a – he's a blocking machine. You feel me? Yeah, so, they – like, they oh, – they they team, they got – they got – they had a lot of veterans, like – they got Reggie Bullock or the Nerlens Noel. Yeah, he signed another oh. kind of extension with them. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Them, them all dudes. They got them. They good role players and like that's the that's the difference between a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams in the league that's good. Like they like the Knicks, like the Hawks, Heat, all like teams like that because they got good overall teams, but they just don't have the best in the league on their team. Yeah. Cause to me, Julius Randle, he he's not a part he's not a number one option. He's like the second or third option on the championship team, in my yeah. opinion. I could be wrong. Like he could make some major adjustments and because him I mean, left handed left handed and always going to the left, that's why I feel like on the defensive side Atlanta already knew what to expect from him. So he couldn't get into that groove he was getting to all regular season. When you got to play a best out of seven series, you feel me? And then you playing different teams every night. So they're not, they're not picking up on that shit. You feel me? But these niggas, oh, they studying this nigga. Oh, he, he going to go left. And that's what they was doing. They was already beating him to his like his his hot spots. And once they took Julius Randle off the shit, it was like, all right, who else going to win? And he got D. Rose coming. But D. Rose need other niggas to, to ball out with him for him to keep going. So that's why that shit, that series went the way it was. Not to mention, you know, spectacular shooting from Trey Young and company. So, hey, yeah, um, yeah, like Atlanta, they had a good overall team too. Like, see, Lou Williams up there, Gallinari, yeah, um, Collins, Bogdanovich. Yeah, they got shooters now, and that's a that's that's what I'm saying. The East. I think both sides of the, the East and West are stacked now. So it's no Eastern Conference. You feel me? It's no team that's like, okay, the East is stacked. Like when LeBron was there in the West. But now it's both stacked on both sides of the league. So it's an all-out brawl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely, though, um, it, it's more it's more a mix to everybody. Like it's not everybody on one side. It's um a good mix of players around the league, veterans, young players. Like I think I just think like this is real like this is the era like it's like changing. Like we we finna see now how some of the older people looked at like the older niggas that we really ain't know about that was playing in the Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe and Brian era and shit like that. Like it's, now, it, like, it's like it's like descendants of two generations in one era now. Yeah. Now you got fucking 
it's the good thing about Booker. He's still relatively young, but he played with Kobe. You feel me? So he's a descendant of him. Right. Like Kyrie's kind of a descendant of Kobe. And it's like Trey Young is kind of a descendant of fucking Steph Curry. You feel me? Uh, so it's like, bro, you got a mix. Like, it's mixed shit right now. Different motherfuckers that remind you of different players. And it's like everybody. It's a good, it's a good time in the NBA. Like, this is a good time. And it's got sleeper teams. Like, you know Phoenix is coming right back. You feel me? You know the Warriors coming back. You know Splash Brothers. You feel me? So everything is clicking now. You just hope injuries don't fuck shit up and make it lopsided to you. But I don't think that's going to be the case since, you know, they're actually having an offseason this season versus the whole bubble shit and coming right back. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that that whole injury shit not going to happen this time around. Like, Nine superstars in the playoffs gone. I don't think that'll happen again. Nah, but so probably won't. So you have everything, you know. You have everybody like you're supposed to have them. So everything play out the way it's supposed to. But like, you'll switch it up a little bit. You know, NFL season slowly approaching. I'm really excited. You know, I miss the damn Sundays and nothing but football. Like that's that's nothing that's that's something definitely to look forward to. I was yeah, watching yeah. uh hard knocks, you know, the cowboys on the hard knocks shit. I was watching that shit. I mean, bro, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect this season. I'm just gonna watch this shit play out at all, like, cause I don't know. It seemed like Dak mentally his mental is good, but I don't really know, you feel me? What's going on? Like, what's what's your expectations for your boys this season? Shit, for the Patriots, yeah. I'm expecting. I'm expecting a good season. I I feel like we can make the playoffs this year. Like we we made the moves we needed to at the tight end position. What we've been lacking since Tom left. Yeah. Um, wide receiver group looking good. Defense always. They always got a solid defense. So I don't know. We gonna we're gonna see how Cam Newton rock out this year. He he really like looking at the numbers, you you look at five touchdowns, ten interceptions, and like that's that's bad. But he had twelve rushing touchdowns on top of that. So I was like he did put up points. Yeah. Just in a whole different different way. It's on it's a Cam Newton way of doing it. But hey, we we gonna we're gonna see how it work out. I I'm feeling how Bill Belichick he game plan for Cam Newton. He he made the offense for him basically. So yeah, I always trust Belichick. You know, like I said, I always knew that he, that first season after the Brady was gonna be a transition no matter who was quarterback, you feel me? Right. But, um, I, I trust Bill Belichick, you know, on both sides of the ball. So I, I, I trust his decision making, whether it's you know, personnel or just play calling in general. So, ah, uh, yeah, I, I feel, I feel like this season will be more calculated, and we'll see more of the Patriot way this season, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. You know, I ain't got too high expectations for them. God damn. Um, them Cowboys, though, man. 
Like, I don't know. I ain't usually one to, to hype the Cowboys, man. You know, because they do make a lot of questionable moves and shit. Yeah. But how I feel about this season, I feel like it's going to be a redemption season for them, that coming back. It's yeah. going to be a whole new energy. So I feel like y'all, y'all, y'all just might make a playoff run. Um, just looking at all that is on offense. I don't know how the defense going to play because it seems like year to year that shit changed with them niggas on defense. No, yeah, that's the frustrating part. Like, I don't know the fuck they be having going on. But like <laughs> I was just saying, I'm just going to watch this shit, see how these niggas play. If I see something early on, I'm going to hold that shit because every time I do that shit, shit go downhill. So we just going to see how this shit play out. You know, hopefully, you know, we can handle shit in the division. We should be able to handle shit in the division. And if we can't do that, then that tells me everything I need to know. Right. Because, you know, not, not to say, you know, no matter if the, our division is good or bad, it's always competitive amongst the division. You feel me? So you got the Giants. They might be sorry as hell, but they always going to play the Cowboys the hardest. Even, or the Eagles. They might not be so good, but they're going to come playing as hard. as like it's a goddamn championship game. You feel me? So if we can handle shit in the division, yeah. which I think we can, I feel – and we can handle stuff with, like, these, you know, like, playoff teams. You know, we start off against, you know, the fucking Bucks. You know, you already know that's a big game. You feel me? So, yeah. Just, just seeing how we put match up against that and, you know, how we respond to certain things, how we respond to, you know, adversity or Brady going up the field in four plays, like how we respond on our side. So, it is, I'm, I'm just looking from that standpoint. And that's going to tell me, if they got that character early on, that's going to tell me, like, okay, this team is special. Or CD, shit he's doing, you feel me? Zeke, mm-hmm. if he's running like he's known to run and, you know, cutting back a lot with the fumbles from last season because that was my whole knock against him. So it's a lot of things I'm looking out for just to see. And if they meet expectations, then, this could be one of the better seasons, in my opinion. Yeah, but so Zeke, man, like Zeke, my Zeke, my boy, cause that's like I fuck with Ohio State. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, college football. So, like, that's always been like somebody I watch. But like, I feel, I feel like, um. I feel like it'll be a turnaround season versus last season. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like, yeah, it got it, it got to get better. It got to get better. But um, I don't know. I gotta see how this season play out. You know, because he got Mahomes. He not trying to lose a game. Period. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> that nigga not trying to lose a game. He already said. He trying to go what eighteen and zero or some shit like that, right? So he, he got a chip on his shoulder, obviously, and you know everybody looking saying he got humbled in the Super Bowl. So, like I said, it's it's a lot of firepower coming back around the NFL. So it's gonna be entertaining to watch and watch this thing unfold. 
and now they got an extra week of football too. So yeah, seventeen games. Yeah, so that's gonna be crazy to watch that and experience that extra week. So it's new it's stuff you know coming back to football, which is always entertaining to to go without football and have it every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and you know. Should be should be lit. It'd be something to look forward to. Right. So uh, get to sit back and chill. Yeah, Sundays feel like Sundays again. But um let's talk about the music side of things now. Uh All right. what's what you've been listening to as of lately? I heard you say something about uh, when we was talking, you said something about Mo three last night. So what what have you been listening to lately? Whether it's been new old or what's been a heavy rotation for you? Shit, really? I've been I've been listening to Mo three. Um shoot. I, I've been heavy on the Larry June. I I really been I've been listening to a lot of Harry Fry projects lately. So I've been no, listening to basically everybody. There's certain niggas in this hip hop shit. Yeah, as far as producing, like they just they just five star niggas, like Harry Fraud, five star nigga. And what put me on fraud was the whole French Montana shit. You can't listen yeah. to no French Montana's project, mixtape, anything, album, without no well Harry Fraud on that shit. Like he used to have that nigga. It seemed like Harry Fraud and Montana got crazy chemistry because they shit always fire. He got right. chemistry with a, a few a few niggas though, like Spitter. I would say him and Spitter got some For damn sure. good shit, and they dropping some new shit. He dropping like mixtapes every month type shit or some shit like he yeah, used to bro. Do. He he about to like cause this year versus other years, like he usually be dropping hella music. Like he ain't dropping hella shit this year, so he used I, I kind of expect him to go on a run like this now. What's them shits called? He had one of them shits he dropped. I forgot. It was like, they had like a couple songs on them shits. It was like 10, 11 and all them shits. Yeah. Them shits. He used to drop. He dropped them shits like three months in a row. I was like, oh yeah. When he came through with that shit, he had new shit every month. I would say, yo, he's one of the can I say underrated for uh for currency? I wouldn't say underrated, but I say I'll say his dedication and hard work goes unnoticed. Right. That's what I would say. I mean, everybody know what he is. He's always been a vibe, even the early days when he was with Lil Wayne. Like, you feel me? Like, currency always been the, that been that nigga. So I fuck with him throughout his whole career. Like the early part with Wayne, because there's some shit on like dedication too with currency on the shit. Niggas yeah, they had the Carter too. Oh, yeah, grown man. Yeah. It's a shit with currency and with the whole, you know, the late blog era where them niggas was popping, Wiz, Mac Miller, you know, that era was crazy. When you look back on that era, it was crazy, yo. It was underrated. Like, them niggas, and that's thing about, like, all them niggas, like, like, did, like, as far as, like, inf- well, influence as far as, like, how niggas made music like niggas like niggas rapped about weed but them niggas like made they took it to rap about level. it 
they kind of they made it more cool to be out about smoking weed and all that. Yeah, like bro, and that era from like what was it like oh nine to it was a short it was a short little fade. I was saying like oh nine to twenty twelve. Yeah, dumb niggas like you, you, bro. All you heard when niggas was smoking was Mac Miller, Wiz, Currency, and that era. Like mm-hmm. that's all you heard. That's all you heard was people blazing to them niggas. I think they called it like they the term for them niggas was called the the blog era. They called them niggas the blog era rappers because they came out with the blogs with the tumblers and all that shit. They was yeah. the rappers that niggas was talking about on blogs and shit. So. That's what everybody called that era, of, which is crazy. There's other niggas in there that's in there, like J-Rock, Nipsey Hussle, Kendrick, right. YG. They, they all in that same, you know, that blog era rap. But, bro, that house is, bro, you got to hear that house is burning, man. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I had, I had got a chance to listen to it. Uh, yeah, bro, that, that man Zay definitely came through, bro. <laughs> With that Uzi feature, though, I was like, bro, this is crazy, yo. Hey, yeah, bro. Like, that man, hey, he, he really, like, I knew from, like, hearing the singles that he had dropped. Like, I was like, okay, he come with a different vibe. But, yeah. like, it's, it's crazy, bro, to see the growth of all these artists that watching, like, come up in the past 10 years. Man, that's crazy because, like, bro, his last album was four years ago. You feel me? Right. And, you know, like, the whole rap game, the whole world has changed since then. You feel me? So right. it's like, we, he, most niggas can't do that. That's what I'm saying. That's some, that's some TDE shit to be like, you know, obviously, you know, he had shit going on, like, you know, rehab and shit like that. And writer's block, which, you know, I can attest to, you feel me? That's some serious shit, you feel me? Yeah. So, for four years and to come back and hit this response and all this song, all the song, like, damn near, so on Spotify, all the songs that's mostly streamed off this project, like, that shit replaced all his old shit type shit. Like, that's how you know, like, okay, yeah. Sometimes it's better to wait, you feel me, than go with everybody else because okay. you can try That's to go and everybody think you're going to drop or everybody wants you to drop. Then that shit will be a quick burn and everybody just listen to your shit one time. Be forgot the shit even came out type shit. So. That's, that's what happens like when you build a solid fan base and your, like, your fan base really fought with you because yeah. like, I seen that even with, like, even though, bro, like even though Tyler, he don't drop like, he don't drop like every three, four years. He do it like every every year, every two, two years, years or every year or two. Yeah. So like like when you got that fan base, they 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 waiting on that. They're like, when you dropping, when you dropping. Like niggas be waiting on Instagram for them to post a track list or post a date. Niggas be on it. Right. So it's like, you know, you got that solid fan base, it don't matter when or how long you take. And I feel like that's what should be preached because this nigga, look at the fucking, look at the TDE roster though. Like, this nigga Reason got signed in 2018, 2017, 2018. This nigga already put out two projects. Mm. You feel me? He put out two projects. Like, Kendrick, Kendrick ain't put out shit. SZA ain't put out shit. Schoolboy put out one project, and that was two years ago. And yeah. J Rock ain't put out shit since. 
2018. It's like everybody taking their time and crafting their shit, yo. Yeah, I seen some um, schoolboy said he was um, dropping soon or he was working on something. Yeah, and I, I was watching his shit. His stuff. I released music. I was like, yo, this shit is fire. Like, this shit sounds like some old West Coast vibes type shit. Now, like, but if he dropped this shit, a lot of these niggas not getting no damn attention on that when they drop, bro. Like, I'm telling you. Right. Man, like, I'm just patiently waiting on that Kendrick, man. I already know that's going to be uh instant classic, bro. It's just Everybody like, say man. this shit is good. Everybody say this project is good. Buster said it because, you know, he was on Buster last album. Right. And um, Zay said it. Zay was like, yo, he heard the music. It was good. You feel me? And it's just like, bro, like how long? You feel me? How long? <laughs> like how fucking long is this going to take? Like it's been since April of 2017, my nigga. Right. But, damn, like, like we can't we can't keep playing damn in the regular shit, then playing it backwards and doing all like, bro. We gotta we gotta get some new shit, bro. I ain't talking about you yeah. on fucking J Rock ad libs or you on Reason ad libs. Like we need this nigga to a song or something to give us hope. You feel me? For real, <laughs> freestyle something, bro. We need something, bro. I feel like when he dropped though, it's gonna be it's gonna be just like when Cole dropped, bro. Like, well, just think about a couple months ago when Cole had dropped again. Like, when was his like? When like how long had it been since he dropped? Well, if you count solo projects, it's been since 2018 with KOD. But if you count Revenge of the Dreamers, it's been since 2019. But if you yes, yeah, so you say three years, but he only had you know. I feel like that was more of a label dispute with the whole revenge shit, like how they milked it. Uh, but, but overall, it was a good project. Hell yeah, but like when he had dropped again, like after like after that period of time of not dropping the album, it went crazy. Like he he basically already knew it was gonna sell crazy. He said, "You." He said, your 30 song album do a measly on it, 100,000. This shit did like 300, 200 in the first week. Mm-hmm. Because niggas ain't heard it, but I think Kendrick, I think Kendrick going for a million, yo. Yeah, bro. He definitely might. He's going for Lil Wayne 50 cent status type shit. Like, that's what that nigga's going with this next project. Like, he, he really might, because just looking at it from a status standpoint, like, Cole. Cole definitely, he's he's definitely there with Kendrick, but I feel like Kendrick has like people are it's more appreciative of Kendrick. It's different. Like you, you, you like J Cole because you know J Cole got this. He got the flow. He got the storytelling, but he can also make you laugh with his shit too, though. Yeah, Man, like he brings different shit to the table, like his intangibles. But Kendrick is like this motherfucker. It's like, I think that good kid shit, it took everybody different. Like, nobody never took you to their damn life like that. Like, with skits and shit like that. Nobody never brought right. you through their whole life through an album like that. You feel me? So, that raised the bar. And ultimately, that closed the door for a Black Hippie album, sadly. But that shit, to me, it made it different. Like, okay, 
he's good in his own right. You know, J. Cole's good in his own right. You feel me? Um, Drake, he's good in his own right. You feel me? They all good at doing different things. Obviously, Drake is good for, you know, radio records, melodies, you know, pop songs, hotline bling, you know, shit like that. That's more of Drake shit. Not saying that he can't spit bars, but I'm saying we know on an album from Drake, you're going to get like two songs of the pop shit and love songs and maybe one or two songs of him spitting bars or, you know, some some concept shit. So you know pretty much what you're going to get from Drake and Certified Lover Boy. What I'm saying, if I had to rate these projects off what hip-hop is looking at right now, I would say Kendall Lamar is definitely at the top. Kanye West Donda is definitely at the top. And Certified Lover Boy is somewhere in between, but it's not... It's like, yeah, we want it, but it's like... It's not the like the thing that we want the most type shit. You know I, I, mean? I feel like like when Drake like when Drake drop it's it's always gonna be good from a commercial standpoint, but yeah. is it gonna be good as far as like overall quality? Yeah. Just like hits. Because, we, can't, we can't deny the hits factor. Yeah. Hits factor, we can't deny that, but is it gonna be something we always listen to? Because like, as of right now, the only Drake albums I catch myself frequently going back to is obviously Take Care. Yeah. No, nothing was the same sometimes. And if you're reading this, you feel me? Yeah. So those only three albums. He makes something to take to to take me off those three albums. Can Certified Lover Boy do this? I'm I, I don't know. I'm giving it a shot, but I don't think it will. I think we will always reminisce on the old shit. Yeah, I I said that about like his first couple albums. Like his first couple albums, like them is them is his instant classics. Like you can't touch them. But now, like after he dropped Scorpion Views, like I don't know, people highly regard Views, but I ain't really like Views like that. No, nah, this shit was trash to me. This shit was yeah. trash. This shit was yeah. trash to me. I, I, I had one people, song on that motherfucker. People, people told me that that was one of his best albums. I was like, nah. <laughs> from a from a singing standpoint, yes. See, th- that was the thing. From that standpoint, I can understand if you if if you're that if you're that fan of Drake, then okay, I understand it. But that's came into Drake. You feel me? We didn't come into all right, me personally, I didn't come into Drake off best I ever had. Yeah. I came to that nigga like I'm going in and shit like that. You feel me? Or you feel me? Shit like that off the Yeah, hell right, really rapping with Lil Wayne. Yeah, when he was spitting. So that's the fan I am. So for that standpoint, yeah, I can see why the the pop fans and the love song R and B shit. But Scorpion, I don't even bro, like I don't even that's too many songs for me. Secondly, I wouldn't like it. Seemed like, bro, how you didn't have a full rap side though? Like, keep like, do you consider mob ties to be rapping? <laughs> you feel me? I mean, you know what I'm not... Yeah, it is, but it's kind of like 50 50. You feel me? Yeah, so it's like, I, I would think mob ties would be on part B, and then like, I wanted a full rap, like, no melody, like, full bars from Drake. And it, and a perfect opportunity for him to do that because we knew he had the R and B shit down pack. Like we already knew that, but he didn't. He couldn't even give us that. And I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? 
Bro, it, it's because of the audience he appealed to, though. He appealed to a more pop audience and shit. And, like, that's how bro really make his bread. Like, like he, that's why he get all the love in Canada. Because they love that shit, for real, for real, bro. Yeah. Just looking at their other biggest artist, Tory Lanez. Like... That nigga can rap too, but that nigga he he Tory be singing this. Rap. Well, Tory no, Tory was really Tory was spitting in the blog era, bro. Like that's how long right. he been out. Like think about that. Like the niggas I was talking about, he was back. He he got songs with Meek Mill from like 2011. You feel me? Yeah. It's like Tory been spitting for a minute. Like but it's like now he's getting to this. It kind of like he'd use the auto tune shit too much, or he tried to do. The R&B, but he actually can rap. So it's like, does Canada really just like breed these hybrid artists that rap and sing? Mm. This was kind of looking like, but hey, right, one more thing, then we can go, we can close this out. So like, since we was already talking about music, let's get a little deeper and talk about the business side and the industry side of hip hop. So, do you feel like it's? Oh, I already know you do, but. How do you feel like uh, like hip hop is pushing off certain agendas through music? Um, I feel I feel like they they use a lot of artists like they use they use a lot of artists to push violence. They push a lot of artists to um push a homosexual agenda too. And this goes from like the drill era with Chief Keith, Lil Dirt, all mm-hmm. them. They they were heavily pushed because they the industry always wants that to be the forefront of everything. Like as far as what what they want the audience to get out of it. And a lot of people may not look at it like, oh, um, music can't influence a person to think in a certain way. But, but for real, for real, a lot of these kids only act like this because, <clears throat> because they hear it in the music. They hear, um, oh, we're going to, they going to spin the block. Mm-hmm. They gonna they gonna sell sell this weed, sell this and sell this yeah, game. Try to do stuff. Pills. But I was yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But one thing I don't like is like news outlets like Fox News who say, well, they make and you know the type like how the world is now with cop killings and shit. But they'll take like what you just said out of context and be like, oh well, I feel like rap music has did more danger to black communities than police. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Nah, I, I, I can't take that and try to flip <laughs> it. Like, nah, it's the label's fault for pushing this <clears throat> and giving it the green light instead of them making uplifting music. Yeah. Or making them feel like uplifting music is bad or that's not going to sell or that's not going to ring off in the streets or the club. Like, that's how they shift it and make it. So for, it, so it, yeah, the music obvious. the music is the problem, 
but it's the higher ups that's green lighting the music. Yeah, and that that's the problem. Like I I no way shape or form like I blame any of these niggas, blame any of these niggas for doing what they do because they a lot of them that's all that's all what they know. But like at the same time, it, it is the industry pushing this, is the higher ups pushing the agenda to to basically leave a lot of people astray. And that's why you see that's why we seeing a lot of artists getting locked up on Rico charges, shit like that. Cause they they telling all that through their music. And the label basically giving them a free pass to snitch on themselves. So it's like we fuck wherever, wherever, left or right. We go left or right on the street. We fuck. If we go left, okay, the label's gonna tell us to make more gang banging, drug dealing music. If we go right, we're gonna get killed by the police. So it's like, which way can we win? You feel me? Right. Cause we fucking up our community either way. If we make this music, we fucking it up. If we do nothing at all but be black, we get shot. So it's like, well, what the fuck can we do at this point? And it's like, at some point, we got to realize that, like, yo, we got to buy this industry because if this is our music, but hip-hop music is our culture. This has been in our culture as long as, like, some certain traditions. Like, it has been here since the forefront. This is what we bought to the forefront. When everybody was trying to make this happy-go-lucky music and all this stuff, we came in beatboxing, breakdancing with the, you know, with the beat, with the boom boxes and all this. Like, we brought hip-hop to the forefront we should be able to own this it shouldn't be some old white man or whatever you know but owning us pushing the buttons and telling us what to do like we are like the heart and soul of this genre we should be able to own this we should be able to make uplifting music and tell kids about being the owners and not being just rappers and having more than one stream of income because these rappers are pretty much set up to be in debt like yeah, so it's just like yo, we gotta take this jump and we gotta run it the way we want to because obviously, us making them rich and us making our communities worse and killing off our people, is not the way anymore. We've seen this for how long hip hop has been born, like since the beginning. Like we gotta change this. That's how I feel. For sure, um, it definitely, it definitely got a big change, like. I really hated like last year when Kanye, like when people were saying all they were saying about him, they're saying, "Oh, he crazy. Oh, they need to put him in a mental mental institution." But through the midst of all this, he was really saying a lot of real shit, <clears throat> and that's another example of like not not just like with drugs and and guns and all that. They they do the industry will try to sabotage anybody that's trying to make it on their own basically like this man Kanye uh a billionaire now and like they all they like all the media would try to do is scrutinize him basically like right now he kind of he in an all right light because because of the hype of the album but like that's the only time they'll really fuck with him basically yeah most definitely. Uh, Sean Dub, I appreciate your time and kicking it with me on episode 109 of Money Game Podcast. This surely won't be the last time we chop it up, whether it be on mine or Dub Talk. But I appreciate your time. Stay safe, my brother. All right, man. You too, bro. All right. All right.